Yeah, I mean, I I think if you told um, the ruling class, if you could do such a thing, that degrowth also means no profits, they would not be degrowth. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's there's a limit to uh, to how much um, degrowth is, is is sort of indulged, even, you know, um, even sort of rhetorically. Um, Steve Bobrick says, I really like George's point about degrowth and green thinking in general, putting the outcome first. Uh, that is to say that degrowth and green thinking puts the outcome first. Instead, we should put the democratic determination first and rely on the process to produce a good outcome. But what is remarkable about this moment is that the outcome is actually to some degree already prescribed. The giant objective discontinuity of climate collapse sets us this challenge, knowing the outcome of continued growth in production at the current rate, as we do, uh, come up with an authentic democratic response that doesn't impoverish workers, burn entire regions of the earth, or crash civilization altogether. This is a situation where Democrats and leftists have to respond to the objective external reality. I don't want to sound like a stuck record, but if insurance companies, bureaucrats, industry, Davos, man, Silicon Valley, and finance capital can all apparently plan a response, why can't the left? I can respond to this because it said that I made a good point, which um, I agree with. No, thank you uh, for that. I think, though, I would kind of double down and and still say the idea that the that there are conditions or that there are constraints on the objective outcome that does undermine it. That does undermine the whole the whole process. I think the the what makes the outcome good is not that it achieves a certain end state, but that it is um, justified and in some senses made good by the process i.e the democratic process that produces it so and i would think that a democratic society would make choices consistent with the continuation of the human race um i definitely think that and that's you know the wager that i would be prepared to to kind of make on on still continuing to put the democratic determination first i don't think you can say that the the outcome has to be within these limits or those limits in order for it to you know that that in so doing that you undermine the, the first part of it which is the democratic process but you know i mean that's that's <clears throat> the you know that's the the nature of democracy i guess that you you know you can't have technocratic limitations to the outcome in advance um so i mean i just wanted to make a, a very brief comment which is that i don't accept this premise that um continued growth and production at the current rate will lead to the world burning up. I mean, that obviously changing nothing, then yes, it would, if we accept the kind of that the earth burning up is a, is a metaphor. Um, but the, I mean, the, the, the issue is that production can expand, um, but it needs to be rationalized. And then part of that rationalization would be decarbonizing. So I, you know, I think a lot of discussion around green issues sees the slippage from yeah we need to decarbonize to we need to produce less and they're not the same thing i noted this recently in um, a speech given by jean-luc mélenchon a clip of it was um shared on on twitter he's by the way the the leader of uh of uh, la france insoumise um now bunded together into the noops 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 party um in france anyway uh, kind of left populist leader in france and he you know he was making this great speech um in Two uh, um, protesting workers and citizens saying, uh, who, who you know, uh, opposing Macron's attempt to raise the retirement age, uh, basically saying, you know, we need to have free time. We need to have free time to do nothing if we want or to learn a hobby or to care for people and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, basic, a, a very good speech. 
defending free time um, and for our, our ability to determine what to do with our free time. But then it slips at the end. It's like, but if we continue, but if we want to continue producing, the problem is that the earth will burn up, right? And that was seemed to me like a, a slippage, a jump made, which is completely unwarranted. Um, jumping from a, a, a claim for more free time, whether that is longer retirement or a shorter working day, jumping all the way to saying, well, we need to produce less. One doesn't follow from the other, um, and we can produce more, and we can, and without. Um, increasing climate change, you know. So I think that's I think, and that's the challenge. Yeah. I, and I, th- I I feel like we're stuck between do nothing about climate change and uh, a, a situation where it's like, oh yeah, but to deal with climate change, we need degrowth, um, and that's a tragic I situation think, to be in. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a kind of a good example of a, of something that I'm noticing more and more, which is that a kind of a, a claim for like this this or that political good is then finished or concluded by a kind of appeal to to climate change to kind of really you know kind of set off the 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 I was going to say the fireworks at the end but you know to kind of get people going it does seem to be like a you know here here's the the, the stakes you know this thing that I would be arguing for anyway the stakes are so much higher because if we don't do it we have catastrophe we have you know we have like the end of the world so I think it, I don't know if this does end up kind of washing out the particular like value or specificity of, of these kind of like climate related claims, but it, because it does seem like you can apply it to such a wide range of, of things. Like if we don't do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, then climate catastrophe, control the economy, collective ownership, free time, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I think it is an increasingly common site that you have like this like the last paragraph or the conclusion or the last, last bit of a speech goes on to a kind of climate related mobilization uh, call. So um, we're going to finish this off with the big one. Uh, episode 318 and 319 the dead left with steve hall and simon winlow this inevitably sparked a lot of debate a lot of which concerns the question of nostalgia and of workerism um, which is to say that i guess the identity politics of the working class okay so um firstly two questions from youtube actually um archibald lazarus says it starts well with a very good criticism of the corbinista era of the labor party but does the endless printing of money whilst keeping capitalism intact really equate to the long-term interests of the working class? This being a criticism, I think, of uh, of, of Steve Hall and Simon Winlow as well as support for MMT, modern monetary theory. Mike Atkinson, also on YouTube, says it's pretty nauseating the way the left here is equated merely to Keynesianism. This is just a lukewarm nostalgia for the post-war pre-Thatcher moment of capitalism. Hey there, you've reached the end of a short excerpt from an episode that's been released only to our patrons. If you'd like to join us and gain access to around two Patreon-exclusive episodes a month, please go to patreon.com slash We'd love to have you.